the Florida Gators are about to enter into the most or least exciting quarterback battle you've ever seen. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday afternoon, which is weird, but I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon, written work with Whole Nine Sports. And before we get into it, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. And the Florida Gators quarterback situation is one of the least exciting yet also most interesting, we'll say, quarterback battles around because Jack Miller last year, almost a year ago to the day, was brought in to compete for the starting quarterback spot with Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson. And then Emory Jones transferred after two days of practice when he realized he wasn't going to win it. And he went to Arizona State, which sucks. Um, And there's that. But then Anthony Richardson kind of ran away with the quarterback battle and Jack Miller fell behind. Then now we fast forward to late December 2022 and Billy Napier brings in Graham Mertz from Wisconsin to compete for the starting quarterback spot kind of compete the expectation is that Graham Mertz was brought here to be the starting quarterback but as we all know with Billy Napier and this coaching staff you're not going to be handed a starting spot we've seen that happen with quite a few players where that's why Florida had a mass exodus losing about 30 players to the transfer portal and probably going to lose a couple of more once the second portal window opens. But for now, there are three scholarship quarterbacks on roster for the Florida Gators. It's Jack Miller, the third Graham Mertz and Max Brown. And Max Brown is to this day through two recruiting cycles, the only high school quarterback commit that Billy Napier has actually gotten to Gainesville But this spring, Max Brown is going to be playing baseball for the Florida Gators as well. So a dual sport athlete is incredibly impressive. But if there was ever a time to really close the gap and become a starting quarterback, and this was that offseason, that's not going to happen for Max Brown yet. But hey, dual sport, awesome. But that leaves you with Jack Miller as your scholarship arm and Graham Mertz as a scholarship arm, both in the transfer portal. And I know that Gators fans are low on, I mean, both of them, but more specifically Jack Miller the third, because of the bowl game, because there were two times the Florida Gators fans got to see Jack Miller the third play football, and it was the spring game and the bowl game. And the spring game wasn't good. It, it, it was mid at best, we'll say, but it was still a game where you saw he could make some plays with his arm, and then the bowl game came around, And I 
criticized him myself for saying that he took off running too often when he's just not that. I don't know if he was trying to be Anthony Richardson or if it was more so him not having that chemistry with his receivers because for Jack Miller III, the huge majority of the season, he was injured. He had surgery on his right thumb, which is his throwing hand. So he had surgery on that thumb, couldn't grip a football for a long time. And obviously, if you're a quarterback, you should probably be able to hold the football at some point. So the injury kept him out for the huge majority of the season and the beginning of fall camp as well was when he was injured. Then Jalen Kitna stepped up after the Eastern Washington game and it was okay. Now we have Anthony Richardson, Jalen Kitna, and then Jack Miller, the third as our quarterback room for 2022. And then of course the Jalen Kitna situation happened and he left. And then Anthony Richardson declared for the draft and opted out of the bowl game, which was always the expectation here. But then Jack Miller had less than two weeks to practice for the bowl game. Anthony Richardson declared for the draft on December 5th. And Jack Miller III started the bowl game on December 17th. There was not a lot of time to get any work in, including the injury, including being the third string quarterback for a bit. There was no time. And this isn't like Jack Miller had an injury where, yeah, he could drop back and practice and play and, and he can be in this quarterback room, he got to watch tape and that's all he could do. He got to watch tape and study the playbook, but he could not throw a football. So he could not practice and get any kind of chemistry or rapport going with the players that were actually playing at that time, especially in the bowl game, because with all the opt-outs, the Florida Gators had quite a few backups playing and had Jack Miller been healthy, those would have been the guys he would have been working with. But instead we saw this, vanilla high school offense from Jack Miller, where he consistently also tried to make plays with his legs and he could not do that. And then now he's been kind of written off already by Florida Gators fans. I do think you could see him transfer if he loses this quarterback battle. But even then I think that's reaching because there's not a ton of depth on this team. There are two priority walk on quarterbacks coming in this year in Parker Lisey and Jordan Guile, which we'll talk about Jordan tomorrow, but when you're looking at just the actual physical skill set between Jack Miller III and Graham Mertz, I think it's a lot closer than Jack Miller is being given credit for here. When you look at arm talent, they're similar. They're not spectacular by any stretch of the word. They are not as strong-armed as Anthony Richardson, which could help because he just threw 90-mile-an-hour fastballs at receivers that were running in the flats, and that's that's kind of really hard to catch, but... Jack Miller, Graham Mertz, not spectacular arm talent, but they're good enough. They're, they're average to above average. You look at mobility, Jack Miller is miles ahead of Graham Mertz probably. He's not a great athlete, but Graham Mertz is really not a great athlete. And then looking at pocket presence, Graham Mertz has that one easily because guess what? He's actually played Division One football. Not has he only played Division One football, he's played multiple seasons as a starting quarterback in the big 10, which is as unspectacular as it gets, but that's experience that Jack Miller doesn't have also coming from the big 10, just realizing that with Ohio state, but this is Jack Miller, the third getting slept on and disrespected. And I'm not saying he's going to be a starter. I'm not saying he's even going to be a contributor, but the conversation of Graham Mertz is a starting quarterback and Jack Miller 
doesn't have a shot is just it's it's egregious at this point where Jack Miller had every time he had the deck stacked against him and he showed up and he didn't exceed expectations but he did what he could be asked to do and what he could be reasonably expected to do and I know that for Florida Gators fans including myself reasonably expecting is not uh not, not our strong suit here but Jack Miller the third should be in this starting quarterback competition. He will be in this starting quarterback competition. And last year going into the spring game, we knew it was going to be Anthony Richardson. We knew it was going to be Anthony Richardson is your starting quarterback for the Florida Gators. This year, we're assuming it's going to be Graham Mertz, but the spring game could actually determine who is going to be the starting quarterback, and or at least could help give either player a significant edge when you're going against this Florida Gators defense that should be much improved in 2023, uh, which again, not saying much when you consider that 2022 is one of the worst Florida Gators defenses that I've ever seen. But we're about to take a look at the hire that could now also impact this offense and this passing attack for the Florida Gators. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel and the NFL playoffs are here. The Super Bowl is here and we at Lockdown are really excited about our new sports betting partner because it's the number one sports book in America, FanDuel, which I can't use right now, and I'm sad about it because I, I miss it. Just know that. But if you're like me, you play as bets for the conference championship games and Devonta Smith, Joe Mixon, I would have greatly appreciated if you would have taken the football, gone into the end zone with it. That would have been just wonderful for me. But no, okay, you be selfish. Go ahead. Uh, have fun. Just rude. That's all I'm going to say about it, but it's fantastic because even if you're someone who doesn't gamble and has never gambled before, you can go to the best sports betting sports book around that sports betting place anywhere, really. And new customers can join, place a $5 bet and receive $150 in free bets, win or lose. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And just so you know, if you can't tell, not my usual background because Locked On is at the Senior Bowl. You can get inside analysis from hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college, like myself. You can get inside information on what NFL teams are doing, like Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints, David Harrison from Locked On Bucks and Commanders, and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing because I promise you they will be. We're going to talk about them a little bit later, but subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. But now we're talking about Eric Kiesaw, who is the most recent hire, and it's a great headline. The Florida Gators hire Auburn offensive coordinator, hire an SEC offensive coordinator, and myself included, Gators fans have been asking for a passing game coordinator. Actually, actually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back on that one. Y'all have been asking for an offensive coordinator. I've been making the right decision and saying a passing game coordinator, and Florida did – Neither of those. Rob Sale is still the offensive coordinator. Billy Napier is still the play caller. There still isn't a passing game coordinator for the Florida Gators, but Eric Kisa has joined the Florida Gators and he has experience as a passing game coordinator, as an offense coordinator, as an interim head coach, but that's nothing really. But Eric Kisa got hired to be an offensive analyst here. Billy Napier has done a lot of things like Nick Saban has done and like Kirby Smart has done. And this appears to be that next step of taking a former 
coach from a high-ranking university, a, a highly prestigious conference, and going, hey, man, it didn't work out. Come be an analyst for us. And that's what he's doing. Billy Napier was on staff with Eric Kisa at Alabama under Nick Saban in 2015. Billy Napier was there for a couple of years. Eric Kisa was there for 2015 with Billy Napier. When Billy Napier was the wide receivers coach, Eric Kisa has experience as a passing game coordinator, as a wide receivers coach, as an offensive coordinator for Auburn. And Auburn's OC in 2022 was Eric Kisa after being their passing game coordinator in 2021. And this is the kind of hire that I'm loving it because here's the thing. You're an analyst. You're not going to be making these huge major changes to this team. You're going to be watching film, giving your opinion, and having an input in things. But you're not going to be making these huge major changes. But it's still going to look good to have you on staff, and it's still going to be good to have an experienced offensive coordinator on this team for a Florida Gators team that struggled significantly and struggled mightily on the offensive side of the ball for the huge majority of 2022. Yes, the numbers looked great when you look at everything that the rushing game did. You look at the EPA, you look at their explosive plays. It's awesome. But this was an offense that was wildly inconsistent, would go quarters at a time without scoring. At a certain point, we went quarters at a time without seeing a completion because Anthony Richardson went, I believe it was the Florida State game, went the end of the first quarter to the start of the third, like didn't complete passes. And it was just like, wild uh it was mind-boggling that that's something that could happen for an sec starting quarterback but i will take an sec offensive coordinator as someone who can give opinions and watch film any day of the week and my understanding of eric Kesaw with brian harson was of course eric Kesaw was with brian harson at boise state and then eventually joined him at auburn and what i was told was that he was kind of given the offensive job the offensive coordinator job hesitantly Brian Harson didn't think he was ready, but Brian Harson, first of all, also wasn't ready to coach in the SEC. But Brian Harson had consistent offensive coordinator changes at the 2021 to 2022 offseason, brought in Austin Davis to be the offensive coordinator. And then 45 days later, Austin Davis said, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. And and he left the floor and he left the Auburn Tigers. And Brian Harson was kind of in a pinch and and made a rushed decision to go, okay, Eric Kiesa, you're going to be the offensive coordinator now. But Brian Harson, as much as he says Eric Kiesa was the play caller, had a complete stranglehold on game planning and play calling. So it wasn't really Eric Kiesa. But again, that's not even the expectation here. It would be awesome if Eric Kiesa came in as an analyst worked his way up to become a passing game coordinator. And if Rob Sale ever leaves, he becomes the offensive coordinator. That'd be an awesome story. But I'm not I'm not focused on what he could do in the future. I'm looking at what he's doing now. I'm looking at how Nick Saban has brought in countless coaches to be analysts and work their way up again. He brought in Freddie Kitchens after he burned out with the Browns and then he became a running back coach. And all this, and you're looking at what Georgia's doing with I mean, Florida's very own Will Muschamp when he's being a defensive analyst, and then he's working his way up to DC, and that's what you're kind of shooting for with an analyst. You're getting in a great mind who could stay or go, but is not going to cripple your program if he leaves. 
And if he works out well, then guess what? You just promote him and you give him more responsibility and you make him a better coach and you give him that better opportunity. But this is not something that's going to kill your program at all. But we're about to take a quick look at the Florida Gators that are at the Senior Bowl. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about Florida Gators at the Senior Bowl. And there's only two here. It's Richard Garage and Osiris Torrance. Both are offensive linemen. And we've seen it before where Florida Gators was, where the Florida Gators were supposed to have a third player here. That did not happen, but that's neither here nor there. Now we're talking about who's actually in Mobile. It's Richard Garage and it's Osiris Horns. Both are on the American team, which is coached by Chicago Bears offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. So instantly you're going to go, okay, the Chicago Bears are going to get a close look. And usually what the Senior Bowl has done is have a full NFL coaching staff. And you go, okay, that NFL coaching staff, gets a great look this year. It's different. There's coaches from a, a ton of different teams and they're all here taking over and getting to see these guys. That's great for these players to get in front of other coaches and let these other coaches get hands on experience with these players. How does this guy get coached? What is he good at? What is he bad at? What, what does he actually look like? And what does he move like in person? Cause it's different from just watching film, but You've got Chicago Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze is going to be the head coach of the American team here. So he's going to be running that. Bears instantly getting a great look. You've got the offensive line, which is going to be coached by Ryan Maffey and Quinchon Odom of the Green Bay Packers. So another NFC North team getting a great look, and especially with a team like the Packers, which wide zone style, awesome for either of these guys, really. Richard Garage, more athletic offensive tackle, a little thinner offensive tackle, but athletic offensive tackle. Osiris Torrance, the GOAT. I don't really know what else to say. He's an All-American that for an offseason, it was, oh, he's coming from the group of five. He's going to suck in the SEC. And then he went and dominated that too. So no doubt in my mind, both these guys are going to have strong senior bowl weeks. You've got interactions just from similar or being at a position where you're going to interact with these other coaches like, Declan Doyle of the Saints is going to be with the tight ends of the American team. And tight ends are going to be working with the offensive line, of course, because blocking and just working out in general. You've got Pat Bastian of the Jets is working with running backs. You've got Matt Edwards of the Raiders with defensive linemen. And they're going to be seeing these one-on-ones, which are always the highlight of the Senior Bowl every single year. And looking at the actual teams that are going, the Bears desperately need offensive line help because – the Chicago Bears are an interesting case study because they're this thing where uh, I think the best adjective to describe them is bad, and they can always add in this other talent that can help them out. And you've got Green Bay Packers offensive line is consistently churning out, I think, talented players running that wide zone style that the floor is like. The Saints have Andrews Pete's contract and injuries just piling up, and Osiris Torrance is a fit with them. Maybe, just saying, guard could be open. Osiris Torrance to go back to Louisiana and dominate once again, because that's just what he does. And the Jets seemingly consistently always need offensive line help, no matter who they bring in to replace anybody. It's just like you cover up one hole and another one just pops up and there's too many to fix, but they're getting there. And the Jets, especially last season, were here for the senior bowl and the Jets took a Billy Napier, Rob Sale guy from the senior role because last year they took Max Mitchell from Louisiana, who, yeah, obviously 
wasn't with Rob Sale his senior year, but for the first three years, he was with Rob Sale. Now you're looking at Osiris Torrance, who is a Billy Napier and Rob Sale guy. We know he's a system fit. We know he's a scheme fit, whatever you want to call it. We know that both of these players will likely hit any measurable thresholds that you have for any of these teams. They will fit this, the system and the scheme for most of these teams. You add them in, and they're going to have strong weeks instantly. You put them on that big board. I, I know that I spoke about it earlier. Where I was like, oh, find out who's going to be rising up these NFL draft boards. Osiris Torrance, I mean, maybe can't rise up any more than he already is. Like the, the dude should be getting his name called on a Thursday night in April. And Richard Garage, who's thought of as a day three pick, could easily climb up boards by just being himself and working in this offense, working with these teams and showing what he can do against other NFL caliber talent as well. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we're available daily and free wherever you listen. We'll be back tomorrow with Jordan Giles joining me to talk about coming to Florida and what brought him to Florida and his dad being an NFL quarterback trainer for your second listen to locked on sec hosted by chris gordy which i just realized i can't do the thing i usually do by patting behind me that's very upsetting but get the best coverage on the best conference including the best university the university of florida for lockdown gators i'm brandon olson don't forget to follow me on twitter at wns underscore brandon find my written work at whole nine sports and giants country fsi.com and i'll see you all tomorrow